You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ready? Who's kicking this bad boy off? You are. You just did You're it. the best to it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for another episode of Uncensored. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we're back again for another week. Got some uh, a little bit different look on the show this morning. No Bradley, he's out prepping for something huge. Bradley. So, Brayden and I had a little bit of a fun weekend, but Erica Dan, you got any good ammo? Uh, y'all go first. Do I it. was gonna talk about my bow later. Oh yeah. Okay. Talk about uh, it. Okay, so a few episodes ago, we talked about um, my neighbor. He moved, and um, he was like, do you want all of my hunting equipment? And I was like, oh, my God, you crazy person. Yes. Uh, and he was kind of my size, and he had a compound bow. And I said, yes, I, I do want that. I want to try it. It was such like a cheap thing that I was like, yep, yeah, do. Mm-hmm, give it. So he gave it to me. And, um, you guys took me over to Kentucky Gun Co. next door and Dallas from there helped me set it up. He had to increase the poundage a bunch for you. <laughs> yeah. Because I uh, didn't have enough. The 90 pounds. Yeah. That yeah. I'm shooting at. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was really cool. Cause I've never shot a compound bow before. I didn't know anything about it, but, um, Jacob and Dallas were really cool. Like they did my draw length correct and the weight the gorilla and stretch. like kept kept helping me like figure out form and all that good stuff and i got a release and i felt semi-confident leaving and then what later that day we yeah, went to Sunday. um the park and shot and i've been shooting at home oh look at you i know i'm like did your neighbor think you killed your husband again no, not today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor did think I shot. Well, okay, real quick, real quick. One time a few years ago, I was living in a rental house, and there's a guy that we kind of know that he, like, lives on a farm, so it's, like, a little bit far away. And um, this was the first year that I was hunting rifle mm-hmm. for deer season and shot a few times with my dad and they were like go home friday before gun opener um shoot this thing a couple times and then saturday we're gonna go out for for gun opener cool great so during lunch i was working remote that day i just went out got this rifle up 
um, got like a couple paper plates, put a little hole in them, put them against like a little uh, log and was shooting this thing. And a couple days later, this guy walks into my sister's store and was like, dude, I thought your sister shot her husband the other day. And she was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, um, I just kept hearing gunshots and I saw her with a gun and there was like this black mass in her yard. And I was like, she up and done killed her husband. <laughs> and so I got out my binoculars and was like looking oh, and it didn't look human. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy was like... You believe you're capable time, of he, killing your husband. Yeah, he thought. Anyways, um, ter- I realized what it was that we had a old, you know, those like punching bags for kids that have water in the bottom. And mm-hmm. they, okay, well, it kind of deflated and was just laying in the yard. And he thought that was Tim's body <laughs> and that I had been shooting him. She just told me this story the other day. I don't oh know how God. that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. It's glorious. Tim's alive. He's alive. That's good to know. Yeah. He's, so, he's still he's there. That's about it. Dan, did you do anything cool? Nothing cool. Um, Work-related, we had Derek explain Kentucky's somewhat complicated quota system. Oh, we yeah. had to do some simple math that yeah, he struggled with. Three times with. four is whatever that is. So I'm still uh, thinking about that. And then this weekend, it was like I'm way behind on home improvement projects. You know, we're trying to rebeam the front of our house. So we got two of the beams in. I horribly cut the third beam way short it was supposed to be like seven and a half foot and i somehow cut it six and a half foot well i know exactly how i did it uh but they're like special order beams so we had to order another one Ooh. ouch douglas fir of six by sixes so did you post the rest of it on facebook marketplace <laughs> no i'm gonna try to resaw it and like use it for like uh trim or something i don't know uh but yeah other than home working on the house nothing nothing fun you want to tell people where you put in for your months? Mm, yeah. What quotas you, you oh, I haven't for? I haven't done them yet. So what the, are you looking at? I really haven't looked anywhere. I'm still trying to decide, do I want to do bigger pieces of land that are further away that would be harder to scout or areas closer to Louisville that I could theoretically maybe go after work, but much, much smaller. Um, it... it um, trying to think of the best way to to put this it's the draw is you enter into these quota hunts between the first and the 30th of september and then they let you know which ones and then it's like what middle of like november 11th is i think the beginning of modern gun so that's really only like four or five weeks of scouting time so i'm kind of leaning towards doing a bunch of smaller areas closer to louisville so they don't let you scout until You've like already put. I mean, like you can, but I don't know. Now. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, I just don't know what the odds are. They break down on Kentucky Fish and Wildlife's website, like, oh, if you go here last year, it yeah. was like this many points it. average yeah. or whatever. But still, I don't. So you don't want to like waste time scouting somewhere that you may not end up actually being able to hunt. Basically. Yeah, and I just don't know how much time I'm going to have because I'm in the middle of some improvement project and. So messing up saw cuts and stuff. Yeah, got to get that. I'm just extending it. Yeah, <laughs> that's through the state. Like you do it through like the DNR. Yeah, and you have to choose. Um, you know, I'd probably say it was what thirty, maybe thirty yeah, quota several. hunts, modern gun quota hunts. And as far as you have to choose thirty. No, no there's you can thirty choose to choose from. Choose from. Oh. And then was it three bucks per? I think three bucks per. Um, wow. Because I'd already did the land between the lakes quota hunt. And I didn't get that. So, do you pay for it, or only if you get it? You pay for it. 
even if you don't get it, you pay. You but get it. if you, you don't get it, points. you get a point. And so what he was talking about earlier, showing like the average number of points that like got drawn for that mm. particular unit, mm-hmm. like next year he would have a point, which would increase his likelihood of like mm. getting drawn. Um, so I guess it's just all about That's like cool. the popularity of the spot and all that type of deal. But yeah, and it'd be interesting, Steve, if they didn't if they didn't charge you for it, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see. And I'm sure they have probably tried this some places. I bet they would get so many people yeah. that would apply that just wouldn't use their quota. Yeah. So three dollars is probably just enough. Where oh, it's only three dollars. Yeah, it's only three dollars. Oh, like, it's one hundred fifty dollars every time. Oh, oh no. no. Well, I mean the elk drops. Yeah. Twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh okay. But, yeah, it's the same thing as trying to build up points out west, though, too, I guess. It's, like, yep. a good way to start learning how that process works. But that's a good point because uh, the points are only good for those WMAs. So it's not like you get a general all of Kentucky thing. So mm-hmm. I got to really do my due diligence because if I choose a bad spot, then the point's not going to be useful. Like, I don't want to be earning points yeah, on for some place that I yeah. don't even want to really hunt. Yeah. The other thing you got to think about on the ones that are close to town, um, you're going to get a, lo- a lot more people in the local area that are applying for those quotas versus the ones that are a little further. I mean, yeah, like it might be harder to scout it, but honestly, me sending Phil a map of the property that I hunt, him kind of helping me, helping me e-scout that first would save you a ton of time so you don't have to feel like you got to go three weekends in a row to scout it yeah it would but also with that many people in the metro area going there probably all those like obvious lanes are going to be stacked up with people oh yeah you're three in a get, tree you're going to want to get in a tree oh my god either way you do it. high medium low <laughs> either way you do it you're going to want to go deep yeah but yeah that's it so tell us about you guys this weekend it's great, man. I will Saturday say, morning. I honestly vaguely know what you even did this weekend. I oh. know you went up north. Let's lie. This is a real surprise. <laughs> Genuine surprise from Dan. We got up early Saturday morning, 6 o'clock at my house. Or uh, I, I didn't set my alarm. Randomly, a kid came into my room, and luckily Liz was like, hey, what time you got to wake? What time you got to wake up? It's like, 5. She goes, it's 5.30. So I jump in the shower, yeah. leave my house at 6, pick up Braden in Indiana, and Run up to Wisconsin, up to Waterford, Wisconsin. Good old cheese land. Yeah, past the cheese castle on the way. Not made of cheese. Not. What? False advertising. Yeah. See? Yes. Do you remember Butter Jesus? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Yeah. There's like a Jesus in on 71 when you go towards Ohio or something, and it looks, like, it looks like he's yeah. made of butter. Wow. He also burned down Oh. from a lightning strike uh. a couple years ago, right? That's, I don't know. That's, that's pretty part. ominous. But he's not made it better, but he was called Butter Jesus. Fat okay. burns easy. Anyways, Butter Castle. You calling Jesus castle. fat right now? No, I'm saying Butter Fat. <laughs> okay. Like, All burns right. fast. Just clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Tangent. So Anyways. you went up to Wisconsin. Yeah, went up yeah. to Wisconsin. Went up there for the uh, half, right, half Rack 2% for conservation event at Spanky's oh. there in Waterford. Little local watering hole. Uh, it was a great event. What do you think? 200 people 150 people i don't yeah i think i mean yeah it was a couple hundred that rolled through i'd say um it was pretty cool because like you know it's not necessarily cheap to register so like everyone that came like was had some skin in the game and like we're donating a lot to conservation and um it's because it's like a raffle 
like giveaway kind of event. So like part of your registration is you get to go drop your tickets in certain boxes or you can go bid on certain products and oh. an auction. We got to donate like a, a go wild swag. Like it was like a hat, a backpack and then a tethered uh, saddle setup. Oh, nice. Um, and so it's just sitting there and then underneath is like a sign up form and you just kind of like people just outbid each other or whatever for certain price points or whatever. But how do we do uh, as far as number of people signing up? I didn't look. Um, we didn't. So they did this thing where lucky number seven, if you were the seventh bid on the silent auction, you got your choice of lacrosse boots. We didn't get that far. We didn't get yeah. seven. That would have been a lot. Uh, it would have been well over what it was actually worth. Yeah, at that point. Uh, retail. The way but they kind of built it out. I know. do know that he said they did over double their goal. Mm. Um, so wow. it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and it just, it all goes straight to 2% for conservation. So, and it helps them like remain a 2% conservation certified company, mm-hmm. uh, half rack. Um, so it was really cool. And just like lots of our partners were there. It's like, we knew everybody, um, whether it was through email or zoom or whatever, like we had just talked to so many people, got to meet Eric Clark in person for the first time, first time for me, I've known him for like two years yeah, and <laughs> never saw him. In per- I got COVID for ATA and so didn't get to meet him. Um, so that was really fun hanging out with him, talked to him a bunch. And then uh, Dan Matthews from Nomadic Outdoors and Western Rookie. He's got two podcasts. We were kind of talking before, like mm-hmm. he's the one, like he travels around, like living in an RV with kids, hunting, like living just such a cool influencer life or whatever. <laughs> but uh, got to talk to him a bunch and uh, invited us to come hunt Missouri with him. So we'll oh, two boys, oh, two boys, oh, two, oh, two boys, boys Dan Matthews. Uh, Glenn was on it for a little bit. Josh, Josh TJ, TJ, uh, who else? And um, oh, Eric. Yeah, uh, there was and like a game this, warden. <laughs> this kind of rotation of five seats for this live podcast. Recording. Oh, the O2 did. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's yeah, gonna know. play this show yeah. or air it later. There's probably a lot of editing that would a have to be editing. done. Yeah, it was a mess. Was but me and Jacob goof. were sitting there watching it happen, <laughs> crying, laughing like. Were you shooting. on it? Or you no, were they were like trying down? to get me on it, and I was like, I'm not getting involved in what's going on right now. With I that. sat down for like the last two minutes, and yeah, that was okay. They like discussed shooting a kangaroo and like <laughs> where its vitals are, like all the. I mean, it was it was a mess, but it was so funny. I yeah. hope I hope at least one of them airs it because I want everybody to be able to hear how funny it was. But yeah, it was really cool. I really liked it. First time hanging out in Wisconsin. Yep, great, great group of folks. Great mission. Um, you know, it was a fun event. So their goal is to start traveling it around a little bit. So, you know, keep your eyes and ears out. Half rack, 2% conf- for conservation. I can't say that. 2% man. for conversation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, like, how many donations they had and stuff, like, that you could bid on. It was, like, almost overwhelming. Like, there oh, yeah. was so much stuff uh, that I, I really wanted. The, the dollar amount. Oh, Did you guys like, win anything? Uh, no. I didn't. I just got the, they just give away bags at the door and they had like a hat and some swag. I don't know when KY Gun Coast were there. Uh, Did you miss that? No, I got my tickets in my pocket right now. I'm waiting for them to. Oh, on Friday y'all went over there? Yeah. Mm. Oh man. Oh yeah, because they were giving away like 50 guns on Friday, right? Yeah. 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 They did this like paint bucket, or not paint bucket, but like five gallon buckets where you go and throw into what you want. You got four tickets. That was cool. 
I only got three, but then I ended up buying a Sig. Uh, twenty-four. Oh, you seven. did that thing. Yeah. Sweet. Oh no, three sixty-five. Three sixty-five. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Twenty-four seven. Did, did yeah. you get the the black one or did you go black one. Coyote? Yeah, uh, but they gave me three more tickets on checkout, oh. and I got Sig swag hat shirt. Blah 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 blah. And Dang, then on checkout, man. I got Vortex hat. So Dang. I I brought all Sick of that. Bros. I brought all of that home to justify to my wife. I'm like, but look at all yeah, this other yeah, stuff. I, and <laughs> I got the chance to win two more guns. She's like another hat, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> and she's like, don't you already have a Vortex hat? And I'm like, yep. That Vortex hat is also cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Um. Did but no, that's cool. It? No, I haven't shot it yet. Oh. I need to. Because uh, I've also got my suppressor waiting <gasps> on that over there. So I feel like once it's the in? suppressor. No, I'm, oh. It's, oh. I'm, I need to check on it. But it should be getting close. You should be calling daily. Yeah. <laughs> Is it here Is yet? it there? <laughs> I'm like, it's there. Can I just borrow it? The ATF will never know. <laughs> the ATF <laughs> will know. I'll bring it right back. Come on, you between come me and me. you. Yeah. This um, podcast has now been So the half rack thing, did you flagged. talk to the half rack guys at all oh yeah yeah is yeah. that is that a glenn thing yeah it's glenn uh glenn josh tj and then trevor mm-hmm. and i didn't really talk to trevor much he he's kind of like more so behind the with scenes names. With them. it blows my mind uh, i'd just be describing them loosely i don't remember my kids names though you should hear me run through the <laughs> list trying to call them at the house did they have any feedback for go wild because a little inside baseball probably if if we're selling something that is lower dollar item it is Stool, sling, buttstock, yeah. yes. ammo carrier, those yeah. sorts of things. Josh was like, we want you to make more money. So We want to make more money. Yeah. Uh, but they're happy. I mean, they yeah, love that's obviously great our partnership. Thing. It's like a super good thing for both of us. You yeah. know, like to be able to offer those products for us is cool. And then for them to like get the exposure to the go yeah. community and stuff. To be meeting these brands. I mean, we, we talked about a couple. We talked to it at ICAST that we ran into. And like, you guys are great. You're killing it. We love it. Half Rack is loving it. Wicked North, Bobby at Wicked North is really happy. Um, so we, I think we kind of, we see ourselves like where we're trying to go and they're seeing where we're at right now as, as a good thing. So that's like yeah. super positive for us. Yeah, it was fun talking to like the, the people that founded Half Rack. Uh, I think it was, I was talking to Josh and he was saying like, yeah, like the, we've been offering product for two years. Um, the idea is like two and a half years old. And they basically were working at a company that was fulfilling basically like hunting accessories and stuff like that for a huge big box store. And then that account went away and the big box store was like, hey, guys, like we have this void in the shop. If you guys can spin up product, like I know you have all the stuff to make it and come up with a brand like, you know, we're here. Like we'll we'll get you off the ground. Um, POs, all that. So. Um, so that's kind of how it started and they had all the product ready to go, but they didn't have a brand. And so they like called each other and they're sitting there talking and half rack came from Josh and his buddies in high school had a hunting club, just like of some friends and they named it half rack. And so he was like, they're trying to come up with a name. They couldn't think of anything. And he was like, guys, you know, you might think this is dumb, but you know, what about half rack? Here's why I did it. And was like, we love it. And so if you've seen the logo and like how it looks, it's, it's really cool. Um, and so getting to talk to him and kind of hear the backstory on all that was fun. And where they're going is, is really cool too. We talked to them about where we're going, but they were telling us like, you know, we're going to be getting into, you know, this category and starting to do more of this. And you guys are going to be pumped about what we're bringing out. So it's cool to see like, all these brands kind of coming up, you know, while we're coming up, they're working on stuff and we're helping each other grow. So 
it was fun. I really, really liked it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Great people. I think that's the the overwhelming feedback that I can give to anybody about what's it like working in the outdoor industry? It's yep. like, it's good people. Relationships. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's real. Um, it's, I think sometimes when people start out, we talked about this on the car ride home, like sometimes when people start out in the outdoor industry, they have a hard time like getting going. Um, but I think it's because like a lot of our relationships, like our real relationships, like we have talked, Jacob has talked to some brands for two years before anything happens with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, you really have to have trust. You really actually like have to understand each other and like have, you know, kind of a bond. And so going to events like this and stuff is, is really cool. Like for me personally on the media buying side and podcast partnerships and stuff like that, going and hanging out with these, these guys that we sponsor is huge. Like for them to hear from me, like this is where Go Wild's going. This is what we're doing. And we want to support you guys. Tell us about like, you know, what are you working on? What do you have coming up? How, how are, how's our partnership going? Um, and then just talk about hunting, talk about, you know, general stuff, plan trips together. Um, we th- did get invited to hunt Missouri yeah. whenever we want to basically. Yeah. What's With that? What's the that half rack? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh no, that's Dan. He's oh, like, I, yeah. I throw out invites all the time and nobody takes me up on it. Brady and I are both like, mm-hmm. like white tail. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was showing me some, yeah, of, his showing some of the videos photos. and pictures of his bucks out there. And it's like right so for the harvest. Does he hunt public then? If he's like the RV? That's a private. I think he does everything. Yeah. But that, uh, that, okay. that one but that in particular was private. Yeah. Yeah. It's like several hundred acres. I think he said he had. So yeah, he goes out to Colorado, does some, public elk draws and stuff like that yeah so that's like his podcast western rookie is like mm. really cool because it's it's like people like us who you know hunt whitetail or turkey or whatever who are trying to figure out like how do i even go about a hunt in colorado in september like how do you build up points like should i do diy what's like finding a guide like da, 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 da. getting your gear all that kind of thing um and then he lives that life and, and does that so um yeah just Super cool dude. He brought up a cool idea. Um, We'll obviously give him credit that he wants to bring back deer check stations. Yeah. So I don't know if you all know about this at all, but I remember growing up and going to them every once in a while where there would be a check station with DNR and everybody would come with their deer. And so it kind of becomes this hub for everybody coming Mm. and showing off their deer and kind of hang out throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, That I was telling them this kind of happens at one of the processors close to where I hunt. Same kind of thing. Now, those check stations were for tag purposes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because there are some now for disease CWD. purposes. Yeah. Yep. That is correct. Uh, that's a little bit more not as fun. But that's what I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he wants to bring those back because there's so much camaraderie around the truck bed and full of deer or whatever. And I threw. I was like, hey, Go Wild can be that digital place. But uh, you know, I think it's a great idea. Like, how can we foster more of that coming back? Because now there's so much of a, you know, it's a little bit more stale if you don't have that community or you're not at you're not at deer camp with a bunch of dudes and you know it's fun to go relish in it with somebody. So bring back the deer the deer check. Yeah, before my time, I don't. But it sounded fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just remember going over to it wasn't a checkpoint, but my cousin his dad had a huge walk-in cooler in their garage and so that was where everybody would go to hang their deer and process them and stuff and i remember going oh, there and just cool. seeing this 
like looking around being a little kid at all these deer hanging in the <laughs> yeah you know big bucks hanging there and yeah uh, it was always cool to go and everybody standing around drinking a budweiser in their camo and it was fun yeah i mean i feel like that's how the information was passed back then like how you learned a lot of like your hunting stuff was being around scenes like that and going to these shows like what we went to and stuff like that but um yeah like your point of it was on the podcast i think he was talking about it and you were like i know this uh this app that's pretty cool where you can kind of <laughs> do that, do that digitally uh but yeah all right let's wrap her up okay so make sure you log this show uh dan hood erica johnson Braden Ware, jacob knight tag us let us know if you want to bring back the deer check uh tell us about your half rack stuff i mean those guys are making some cool products tell us if you bought any what you think so far we're going to be bringing on more stuff from them as they bring it on in the coming year and just be ready for all this deer talk that's about to be dropping up mm. in this place because it's getting yeah. it's coming Ooh. we're gonna do better there's this gonna time. be a lot of disappointing conversations <laughs> in the future <laughs> I saw a sycamore tree by my house dropping leaves yesterday. And I was like, ooh, oh, Erica's going to be pissed. Sake. I hate fall. You're going to start loving fall after this year. I'm telling you. I, I'm getting sick of the – I don't want to go get in a saddle when it's 90, so I'm ready for the temperature to come down a little bit. I'll get in a saddle in hell. I don't care. Let's yeah. do it. Bring it on. Give me the heat or the cold. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.